Hey everyone, hope you're having a beautiful day today or evening or afternoon, whatever time of whatever is going on right now for you. Hope it's a good one. Hope you had a beautiful Easter. You celebrate Easter. Um, I talked about my Instagram stories, but most of you probably did not see that. <laughs> um, you know, on Good Friday, I talked about how, um, you know, Good Friday is a symbolism in human design for being on the roof period for six line. And, um, you know, a lot of people might take offense to anyone, um, you know, comparing, um, Christ and, uh, Jesus's, uh, journey or even themselves to someone like Christ. Um, I'm just here to offer a different perspective, a little bit from a higher viewpoint, um, so to speak, in my opinion. Um, you know, we can see this through Vedic astrology, how every single one of us, uh, go through life, um, mirroring and furthering sort of the bloodline and story and a uh, pattern of certain stories that have happened, so to speak, um, before. And um, they're basically like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Amalgamation of like, um, of a certain pattern that is a certain way of experiencing growth and also influencing the matrix, so to speak, um, influencing the whole grid structure of this reality and how we grow and experience and learn things and how we evolve. So the storyline um, of Christ is the one of the martyr and, you know, the, the line of three turns into six in human design. And um, so if you have a three line or a six line, um, I'm just I'm just telling you that you know you can look at Christ and Christ and Jesus's journey as um, just another way that you can help yourself understand that your life and existence and all your failures are not in vain. Not saying that you are the second coming of Christ, and you know it's not about ego. It's about understanding that what you're here to do, what you have been doing, what you've been going through, is something that Jesus Christ Himself did in His own way. Um, and in your own way, uh, you're perpetuating his story and what he's done in any, you know, in, in, um, any kind of small way that you do, which is, you know, for instance, like me, I'm a double three in essence, cause I'm a three, six. And that means that I've been a three, two times growing up and now I'm a double six, three turning into a six on the roof. And I can tell you, for instance, just by being an ex-vegan and telling my story about being an ex-vegan and what I've experienced from veganism and how I'm able to further dig into the ins and outs of it and how to heal from it um, as an ex-vegan and just the new things I discover because of my physical uh, experience of the failure of, you know, going on a certain diet lifestyle path. And I'm able to help other people heal and grow from it too and help them understand, you know, that it's it's not, at the very least, not for everyone. And so there's definitely a story that you carry, whether you have a three or a six in your, in your personality and body, it doesn't matter. We have, um, 
when you look at your whole human design chart, as well as gene keys, you have um, different lines in there also. It's the point, it's the number after the point of the number of the gate. So um, you definitely don't, you know, just experience the experience of your top two, you know, your body in the line, what's called in human design. Um, you will resonate and probably do resonate with the three line or the six line if you have it anywhere else in your chart. Um, and a lot of times anybody who's had a three or has a six anywhere in their chart, anywhere, you know, you carry the story of my life was like this and then it was like this. And it's a story of redemption. And that mirrors what Christ did and what Christ was about, what Jesus Christ's story was. It was about redemption. And through your redemption, you're able to redeem others because you teach people that you are not your mistakes, your folly, your failure. You are more than that. You are more than more than that, and that you're very core in that sense. You are beyond all worth. And a lot of times, the things that cause us to falter and to make horrible mistakes is because we lose sight and we've never been taught of our value. And our inherent value and how much we are loved. And just because we're imperfect doesn't mean we're invaluable. Uh, doesn't mean we're less than. It just means that we're human and we're here to learn and grow. And that's the story of Christ, the Redeemer um, of grace. And when you have a three line or a six line, you learn grace you sh- or or. Or it's something, it's something that it's about time to embrace and understand and pray for that understanding um, to come to you because sometimes that can be hard because just because you have a three or a six line, first of all, it also depends on where you are in your journey. Uh, if you reach that state of grace, if you reach that state of redemption, if you've reached that state of uh, moksha, uh, of enlightenment, of nirvana, because basically that's what happens when you're a three line or a six line is that you do achieve spiritual enlightenment. You do achieve nirvana, which is also the story of Christ. And this is a non-religious, um, you know, secular view that of people that have studied all religions um, and have studied Christianity from an objective viewpoint and have found, you know, links to Christ being a Buddhist monk. Which is funny because I was asking, I was asking Christ, I was asking Jesus. What do you want me to say about the story about the Dalai Lama today? And this is, I just heard it talking and <laughs> this is where we're at. Um, uh, you know, uh, Christ achieved enlightenment and uh, he transcended, that's transcendence. And um, what Christ did was transcendence. He transcended through the pain. Um, and, you know, the Dalai Lama, I don't know if all of you have heard or not, you know, that horrible thing that came to light, which I've told you guys before when I was talking about Pluto going into Aquarius, um, that whatever you've been championing, championing and people that have been championed as figures are going to fall and um, something's going to come to light that's going to make you realize that people are faulty and especially people that you know, there's going to be examples of people very high up on a pedestal that are going to be tarnished, um, whether that's people trying to tarnish them or because they're saying, oh, look, you're not perfect. You've done this and that, like with Trump, what they did with Trump. Um, 
most of those people that are accusing him should be sitting in jail for the rest of their lives if not getting the death penalty. Um, but, you know, that's beyond the scope of things for today. <laughs> um, and and then we have a situation like the Dalai Lama where he just did something so horrid and so obvious that he has, you know, predatory, he's a child predator. And um, he's even admitted to, it to, him, to the public that, you know, he has these quote unquote issues. And um, when you look at astrology right now, it's, it's, it's really crazy what's happening. And okay, I'm looking at my Placidus Western chart. And we all know the Taurus is a symbolism, is symbolized by uh, Buddhism and Zen and the Buddha. And that's because it's about inner peace and tranquility, finding tranquility and being more grounded in, in the presence of the here and now. Taurus is about the here and now, enjoying the little simple things, finding that peace and stillness within yourself and being able to overcome life's atrocities through that stillness and peace and zen that we can achieve when we practice things like mindfulness and meditation and you know being present in the present moment um and we have uranus there and uranus what is uranus uranus is the modern day planet of aquarius and that's where pluto just entered and it's sitting with um the north node amongst other things, not to mention that uh, Saturn is in Pisces right now. And then we have the sun sitting with Chiron in um, Aries. <laughs> and Aries is, you know, the first uh, nakshatra, which we're entering into in, in Vedic astrology through the Vedic charts, Ashwini. And when you look at it, Ashwini and the story of the Ashwin brothers, um, you know, they derived medicine of the gods um, and were able to help other people with the medicine of the gods. It's a little bit of a Robin Hood story. And anytime we start to see those that we have championed on pedestals be tarnished or have tarnished themselves, have exposed themselves as being imperfect, um, it gives us all an opportunity to understand that the power is within us, not within them, and everything is faulty. These institutions are faulty. Nobody's perfect. Once again, being reminded that humans are in imperfect, and no matter how high-ranking or high, how well-known or how good their reputation is, it literally precedes them, and um, nobody is perfect and for those of you for those of you who have heard people or ha or have even themselves start to question like meditation and buddhism and all these things just because the dalai lama is a pedo um i would like to invite you to just in to understand that there's been atrocities all across the board from all religious figures in all religions and to have that um you know, awareness <laughs> to kind of just hold on a second. Let's get some objectivity here right now. Um, nobody stopped praying because there's been a lot of, you know, Catholic priests molesting children. And it's not just Catholic priests. Okay. I don't know why there's just like a whole trope on Catholicism and Catholic priests. Like it's not just Catholic priests that do horrible things. Okay. Let's just say that. Let's, let's just start with that. Um, so 
just some perspective, you know, it's time for some perspective. Aquarius is going to give you perspective. What is, you know, Aquarius through human design is symbolized by the sixth line. And again, that's about perspective because the sixth line in human design is the, is the person that sits on the roof of the house and sees the biggest picture. And so whatever is happening right now is allowing you a moment, not allowing, but it's inviting you and creating this space for you to have it an even higher, greater awareness and perspective on life in this case, in religion and in belief, um, you know, because there's certain set standards and, and notions within all of these like kind of ingrained um, things that are in society that aren't entirely accurate and do need to be revised and do need to be seen from a different light and perspective and could use a little bit of a, you know, um, of a, re of a revision and that goes with everything and anything and that's going to look different according to every single person's perspective and where they're at and how they believe and nobody should be forced to believe anything nobody should ever be forced or shamed or feared into believing anything because that's not the pathway to god being forced feared and mingled and shamed and and you know like uh basically extorted into into spirituality is the antithesis, I can never say that word, is the exact opposite of finding, finding you know, spiritual awakening, finding moksha, finding God, getting into nirvana, getting into enlightenment. There's a, there, you know, there's a reason why uh, people that are Christian and Catholic and all these things, they don't understand, they poo-poo, you know, nirvana and like, they, like, that's because that's the epitome of a religion that keeps people trapped and enslaved and not actually communing with God. Anybody who's actually communed with God and you've re reached that rebirth, like reborn Christians talk about um, being reborn, being redeemed, that is moksha, that feeling of being brand new, of heightened elevation, of just spiritual goodness and wellness, that is moksha, that is nirvana, that is enlightenment. Um, however, your enlightenment is going to be as enlightened as your mind is in how well you're able to look above the clouds and see the biggest picture. And whether you're hanging on to things that have been told to you or whether you're, you're able to see that and feel that for yourself and have your own personal relationship with those things and actually view critically, critically assess everything. We can't know everything if we don't know everything. We don't, a lot of people don't study different religions and they don't really understand a lot of things about spirituality and about other religions. Um, they don't really have a deeper understanding and rightfully so because we're human and, you know, um, it's, you'd have to spend a lot of time studying all different kinds of religions and it'd have to be a part of your path to even do something like that. Most people don't. And, you know, that's also your human being and, you're not really meant to know everything. You're just meant meant to live your life and and do what you're meant to be doing in your life and, um, you know, all of that. Moving into a six-line existence, though, more and more people are being invited to know a little bit more, to see a little bit more, to understand a little bit deeper and see a new, higher vantage point on life altogether because of all of that. And so, you know, it all started in 2020 when the North Node was in Gemini. That's when the shit really hit the fan. And the North Node in Gemini is about not having assumptions and being inquisitive and curious. 
um, and being objective. And then we moved into Taurus with the North Node in Taurus and the South Node in Scorpio is not being paranoid, not being... Um, it's it's very similar to Sagittarius South End where it makes assumptions and it has these broad spanning beliefs about things. It doesn't really question or get into any facts or details or know much about anything other than just having like a singular overarching perspective on things and just kind of assumes things and just believes things without really knowing what's true and what's not true and that's a part of human nature that's inevitable no matter how much you try to know the truth and no matter how much research you do there's always going to be something that you don't know and that's why again age of aquarius aquarius is a sign of science and science tells us that you know we can never really know everything we can only ever study and see what we know for right now and it's an ever-evolving thing is learning the truth and seeing things in a new light. And it's always, always, always going to be evolving and changing because we can never really know anything for an extreme fact in its entirety. Um, obviously, within reason. <laughs> so that's why science is not supposed to be on beliefs. It's about, it's about you know, findings, research, analysis, observations, objective observations um, through studies and through experience. Um, and, you know, you come up with a conclusion, but it's only a belief and it's not really a fact either. When you look at um, a lot of these scientific studies, they're, they're not perfect and they're not, you know, you know, like a hundred percent concrete. And so it's something that's meant to be an ever and and then on ending study and examination um, you know, it's not a religion. Science is not a religion. And, and people are learning that because they learn, how do we learn? We learn the hard way. All these cheesy sayings are, are true basically in life. <laughs> and how do we learn? We learn the hard way through line again, which is the line that's the baby Aquarius moving into, um, its full potential in the sixth line. Um, where, you know, you see things from a higher perspective and you understand things on a whole new level because of all the experiments and all the experiences that you've had, you see something brand new, but even then you don't know everything. Even then you're not able to see everything and you start all over again from one to, to the top. Um, and you just keep going and going and going and going. So anyway, <laughs> people are being, oh yeah. And Scorpio South Node is, you know, kind of just trying to take control over a situation and enforce your speculation. Also, there's a lot of speculation on Scorpio and Sagittarius. There's a lot of speculation, but it's an, in its highest state of awareness and, and evolution. Scorpio and Sagittarius are meant to seek out the truth. Right. So but to overcome the shadow is to overcome the fear and also overcome arrogance. Uh, Sagittarius can be very arrogant in their beliefs and just having this like arrogance that just comes along with them being so having so much faith in whatever it is they think that they believe the arrogance and, and thinking, you know, that your belief is the most correct belief that ever existed and is a sin of Sagittarius, so to speak. And the sin of Scorpio is um, trying to control things and the narratives of things to be a certain way that you would like it to fit. And, you know, manipulation is a part of Scorpio. That's the shadow side. And also fear and manipulating things out of fear instead of like seeking out the truth and fearlessness. Um, but, you know, the sister signs show us how. 
how do we overcome the shadows? How do we overcome the shadows? So for Sagittarius, learning to overcome the shadows of having that arrogance within your beliefs or, you know, on the other side of Sagittarius is like, you know, burn the witch down because she didn't float. Um, is, is getting curious, is getting playful, is using comedy and, um, lighthearted, being a little bit more lighthearted and inquisitive and less in our ego and more in our like objective curiosity and in life, you know, like not putting everything on the edge of a sword and being like, it's this way or nothing. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, let's check it out. Let's go see. This doesn't mean anything about anything. It just, it's just, wow. It's just interesting to know the truth and to observe different things and to experience different things. And like, what can we do with that? You know, in astrology, guess what? Gemini is the third house. And a part of being a three line is being, you know, curious and kind of fearless and not taking things egotistically not taking failures as some sort of meaning like stop placing so much meaning on things like everything has to mean something from the depths of your soul like no it doesn't same thing with scorpio it's it's very also like oh that means this and this means that and it can be very like oh oh my god uh, you know like super dramatic about it like <laughs> Um, and, but, but then it transcends into this like thing where it overcomes the stigma it overcomes, uh, dogma, um, and Capricorn and in Capricorn, you overcome stigma and dogma by becoming more, uh, grounded and practical and understanding the necessity of, of the material world and how the material world helps you evolve and grow on a whole by doing things to better your life and to create more stability and goodness in your life. Um, Sagittarius learns to become more stabilized and more grounded. And there, and it's also, you know, something that happens by utilizing those positive points of their sister sign of Gemini of curiosity, playfulness, not taking things so seriously or literally, um, you know, allowing yourself to be valuable allowing yourself to make mistakes, you know, just this, the third house represents kind of just, you know, that, that phase of childhood where you're learning and you're curious. And if you fall down, nobody faults you for it. You know, like if you make a mistake or you can't pronounce something, you know, people think it's cute and they laugh when you're a kid, you know, like that's, it's remembering that part, but just being able to assign that to yourself at any given time, and other people too, allowing other people to make mistakes, allowing other people to not know how to pronounce something, not making fun of them or judging them for it, allowing people to fall and get back up and encourage them to get back up and stop trying to make it be something about them as a person at a core, but allowing, allowing again, that Christ consciousness of, of higher elevation, which is grace. Uh, and that's what, where transcendence really truly comes from is from grace. And it's also from allowing yourself to go through difficulties and that curiosity and taking things not so seriously makes you go through some difficulties. You learn the hard way. That's how we really do learn. At the end of the day, we learn, we really learn from when we make mistakes and we don't really find anything brand new unless we try things out. That's what Aquarius teaches us too. Aquarius is a scientist. What, does, what do scientists do? They try things out. They put things on trial. 
And, you know, the third house in Gemini and the third line and the third line, you know, teach us that, you know, going through things physically and actually go uh, actually not hypothesizing because Sagittarius is hypothesis. Scorpio also tends to hypothesize. It tends to like it tends to like doomsday hypothesize. Uh, can't, Sagittarius can also, depending on the Sag. Um, and Taurus is like, hey, how about we just focus on the here and now and find peace and, and tranquility within the here and now? Let's let's stop, you know, uh, foreboding. Let's stop looking for the pitfalls because we've been through so much because we've experienced so much tragedy, because we've experienced trauma, because we've experienced setbacks and tribulations or anything that made us feel like we can't trust life to be good and abundant and peaceful and good. I said good twice. (laughs) Good, good, good. Taurus is very much about the good. Good, good, good. What is good? What tastes good? What feels good? especially about the senses and how like that helps us to come home to ourselves and get grounded. It's a grounding exercise. Um, you know, anyway, um, smelling things help us to get grounded into our body, how the senses help us to get grounded in more Zen and in the present moment. Um, and Scorpio needs that, uh, Scorpio needs to learn how to find the present moment. That's where the North node is right now in Taurus, the South node is in Scorpio and we're learning, to find zen and uh, peace and tranquility in the un- in the not knowing, not being certain, how we can not know and not have to know everything to be peaceful and happy. You know um, how we can find peace in, in the present moment. How we can find joy in the present moment. How we can find just bliss in the smallest things in life. That's really, you know, when you can find bliss in the smallest things in life, that's when you really know you're connected to God. And when you start doing that, you become more connected to God. That's why we talk about gratefulness. That's why we talk about counting our blessings. That's why we talk about, you know, giving thanks and counting our blessings and how much that helps us in our spirituality because what it really does is help us to get really grounded and appreciative in the present moment which which opens the door for us to really be in nirvana and in bliss in life and whatever extent you're able to whatever given point um for some people that is actual true transcendence um, and not everybody has that on their path, but you know, we can also choose that whether it's written for us or not, we can choose to experience that in life to whatever degree we're able to. Um, and you know, a big part of mental health and a big way people overcome mental illnesses is through Taurus, is through Zen, is through meditation, mindfulness, and grounding. And Um, Being out in nature, Taurus reminds us of how much being out in nature and, um, you know, doing things like gardening, getting our hands in the earth, um, being more intimately connected to the way that we make our food and we we eat our food and having that intimacy with our surroundings, how much that really brings us goodness and peace and health into our lives. Um, and helps us to not be so caught up in our minds and into foreboding, but it helps us to have peace and in, in, uh, joy in just the fact that there's renewal, there's new life that happens. And anytime we see a plant grow after we plant a seed, we see that, you know, when we plant a seed, it's just planting a seed, it's just seed going in the dirt, but then it turns into something that helps us 
and nourishes us and sustains us and brings us joy and happiness and how pleasurable it is because of the smell of the of the earth especially when we water our plants and the plants and the and that fresh soil and how good that smells and these are all things you start to notice and experience once you start experiencing nature that's why on the shadow side in, in dogmatic religions um they they uh poo poo nature <laughs> they, they poo poo they poo poo the small things they you know like it's that's the shadow there's a shadow in every single facet of reality and one of them is in religion and it's definitely the dark uses religion and all sorts of things to keep its you know little grubby hands on people's minds and um prevent them from living their truest potential and and their highest thriving joy um but that's not again this south known as a scorpio it's not to worry or fear it's not not to stifle within our ourselves within that fear of that notion of good and bad um but to just allow that awareness to exist and to still be able to find your own center and you know feel that safety and groundedness within yourself and knowing that like that can exist out there but it cannot affect me and it's just also a natural part of life that there's good and bad and whatever bad that's going to come along, whatever mistakes I might make, again, with the three line, whatever mistakes I might make, whatever, whichever, whatever way I may fall, whatever way, in whichever way I may, you know, experience hurt and pain and trauma and all of those atrocities of life beyond that um, are ways that I can develop and do develop and grow as a soul. Jesus Christ talked about how, um, you know, those that suffer in life are, are you know, the richness become rich in heaven. And on a soul level, you do become very wealthy. The more negativity and hardship you experience on the physical plane, that's why we come here. That's why we incarnate here as souls. Um, and those that have easier lives are newer souls on earth, haven't experienced that many experiences on earth. That's why they don't go through as many atrocities on earth. Um and, you know, that's just my perspective of what I believe is true. Um, I do believe in incarnation. I do believe that school, that the earth is, is a soul school that's one of the highest ranked. Um, and you can see that and it mirrors itself through astrology and all different things like numerology that talks about these things. And of course, you know, again, the darkness within the astrology will tell you how to, you know, how that's. You know, having a difficult chart is something bad, for instance. You've you've been a bad person and now you have bad karma or, you know, people look down on you because you have a difficult chart and they think that you're a bad person. Um, it's just another way to three-line and martyr and to grow and evolve and see the biggest picture because there's no three-line or six-line that has an easy chart. And through all the negativity they experience from other people's opinions and in the opinions of religious dogmatic scriptures or beliefs within these things, you're able to transcend and actually bring and shut in more light and grace and divinity and, ele and elevation um, because you physically experienced what that is and what that means. And then you're able to see the other side of things and see the truth. And um, it may just makes you grow and expand as a person, as a soul. Oh, that's why, you know, the sixth line is the final stage within human design. And, um, you know, it's that Aquarius, Pisces, Piscean, which is um, 
portrayed through Vedic astrology when you're talking about Purva Bhadrapada and Utra Bhadrapada. And then in Terevati, uh, this is the final stages of existence and what you go through as a soul. You go through a lot of trials and tribulations in Purva Bhadrapada. Um, and and you go into Uttara Bhadrapada and you're still, you're still going through difficulties and, and stuff like that. And that's also talked about through Christ's story when he's walking through the desert, 40 days and 40 nights, you know, like um, Uttara Bhadrapada talks about, you know, being cast in ashes. Jesus Christ was, was walking in the dry desert of sand, um, you know, like things like that. And you're, you're being tested and tried and what that's going to be married in a lot of myriad different ways. And it, and it shows up in different, all different kinds of beliefs. Um, it's just a, it's a struggle session that's making you grow and evolve as a human being and as a soul. Uh, and that's basically what it is. And, um, so yeah, that story gets mirrored and brought down through you and through all of your experiences, just like with every other story that exists through that's pictured and mirrored through the beautiful, (laughs) beloved, blessed, um, you know, depiction of God's plan and map, which is, you know, things like astrology and numerology, uh, all these divination tools that help us to find uh, the true meaning of life and existence and why we're here, because some of us are meant to um, have that experience while we're human. And that's also something that is a transcendent period of time and path that people have in their older soul, typically. Younger souls don't typically have spiritual paths. Um, they are more so learning the ways of the physical world. And um, not that they're void of spirituality, but, you know, these huge, when we look at astrology, you can see that through the wheel, too. You know, you know, like when you're up in the top half, you're going through the bigger questions in life and those bigger journeys in life and those bigger ideas and thoughts about life that are intangible, that are more abstract and stuff like that. Um and uh, those are actually the more difficult signs. Like Capricorn is the 10th house. And people think that being an Aquarius is easy. It's not. And that's 11th house. And Pisces is one of the most difficult signs to ever have. And people think, oh, it's Jupiter. It's blood. No, it's difficult. It's one of the oldest signs. If you're a Pisces, you've been through difficulties. That's for sure. There's no doubt about that. And that doesn't make you a bad person. It just means that you are basically, you're graduating your master's degree. You're finishing up your master's degree in existence of a human being in this place we call Earth. And that's what it really is, you know? So, yes. (laughs) Don't worry. Don't like, don't get too caught up in your head. Do not overthink all the things that are happening to you right now allow yourself to kind of take a beat and to breathe and to relax and to get reconnected with God, with, you know, with the universe, whatever it is that you resonate with, however you like to call God. I do believe that there's universe and God. Universe, I always speak of universe being the hands of God, just like the angels and um, our guides are the hands of God. And God is kind of just the, is a source of consciousness that we all um, have been born out of. We all carry the same energy as God. We're just a different little fingerprints of God, different little frequencies of the same energy of God. Um, and then that, in that way, we are all one. We are all one in that way. Um, however, 
we are not all one at the same time, we're not, you know, we're all like I talked about before, we're all individual, we all have our own experiences to have and to to experience and to live, we all have different perspectives, um, in some sort of way, right, we have things that we can like, you know, compare and be like, yeah, you know, I've been through that in my own way, or had similar experiences in life, um, And so, yeah, it's never one or the other. We are all connected, but we're also very much our own people. And we all need to, you know, step into that state of sovereignty of understanding your own connection with the divine. Um, And, you know, people are going to be falling off the pedestals to teach you just how much you need to have your own relationship with these things. Stop looking for others, no matter how much you think that they're above you, they're not. It's you and God first and foremost. It's you and, and the universe first and foremost. Whatever it is that you resonate with when it comes to that highest power. Um, and um, start that journey. It's a seven-year, like I keep saying, it's a seven-year. So it's the ideal time. And, and it's happening so that you take this seven-year and you create your own um, practice for yourself um, in whatever way that looks like on a daily basis to allow yourself to kind of um, start to find your legs in your beliefs and in your spirituality and in your life in general um, that doesn't rely on others and what other people think or don't think, but fully is, you know, reconnecting with, with your own inner guidance and God finding that sovereignty and being sovereign um, and not allowing, you know, the external world to dictate, um, your inner world as much. And, you know, Zen Buddhism is one of those things that that's one of the meaning, the, one of the main reasons for Zen Buddhism is to master your mind. Because we know that when we master our mind, we can master everything else in life much better. Um, you know, like same, oh, there's a cardinal. Does anybody have a cardinal as like a messenger for, for them? Have you asked to see a cardinal? Because this is definitely a special moment. <laughs> the way he's flying around is it's really cute. And I haven't seen one in a long, long time. Um, I know that for me, cardinals uh, mean uh, they're my grandma. They remind me of my grandma. They're messengers for my grandma. And they also mean to not have any fear. Um, when I was going through my hardest moment in time with my OCD... Uh, I was basically, it was just a nightmare. Um, I saw a cardinal and it just became this symbol of like overcoming dogmatic fear, basically. Um, and just allowing God to take precedence and not allowing myself to get so dogmatic and fearful about everything and to find balance and tranquility within daily life. Uh, like I was already talking about anyway, (laughs) Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I had to say today. I was going to talk more about Shravana. Uh, I, ha- I haven't even talked at all about Shravana, I don't think. I have way back in the past a little bit. Um, but I definitely wanted to talk about Shravana because uh, Shravana is a prophet in, in, in the story of Shravana and all the people that have the Shravana nakshatra um, portrayed just exactly what I was talking about. Like how being a prophet, you can either become a cult leader and create a whole religion in which you are the powerful and you are the one connected to God and everyone else must listen to you or the opposite way around, right? 
So we're going to talk more about Shavana and also touch more on that topic and being a prophet and a medium and all of those things. I'm finally allowing myself to fully step into that role and I am taking my time in doing so because I have a lot of healing and growing that I'm doing. You know, I'm on the roof. (laughs) I'm in my 30s as a double three line, (laughs) double six line, three six. So, um, yeah, please be patient with me (laughs) and bear with me as I, as I get my legs in the, in all of this. And yeah, just know that you're not alone and you're so very loved and we're here to experience human life because we're here to grow. And it's also, we're here to enjoy being a human being and being, and seeing and feeling just how much being imperfect is okay. Uh, is just a state of grace within itself. And having that just knowledge and, and and feeling of God's unconditional, undying love and how much we truly are invaluable, no matter how much we're valuable. And so keep that in mind. Keep keeping that in mind. You know, the word Namaste is what triggered my moksha enlightenment moment because it taught me that I'm not sinful and shameful, that I am the light living a human experience and that God loves me and that I have nothing to be to fear. And that's what opened up my crown chakra, my energy body. That's what literally got my energy buzzing so high that I was literally vibrating on a very micro level, like, like hum. There's like a hum in my cells. Like I'm not even kidding. And it was that rebirth moment in time where everything was brand new. I felt brand new and I had no more addictions and all of these things. You know, it, it starts with letting go of and learning to let go of that idea that you are not worthy, that you are sinful, that you are shameful. You being imperfect and you being, um, you know, like just a human being does not mean that you are less than or that you're not loved or that you are not a part of God. You are literally a child of God. We're all children of God. That's what also has been obstructed. Um through this the corrupt teachings within Catholicism and Christianity is that you are the Christ was a child of God and you are all sinners, just these little monkeys living on a planet that we had to save. No, we're all we're all children of God. Every single one of us. And Christ was teaching us that and was teaching us that, you know, through through God, through Christ we find through grace, through unconditional love, through just understanding that we're all imperfect and uh, is how we find transcendence. So, yes. I think I said that. The right. I mean, sorry, Mercury's in shadow. I'm like having a hard time with my words a little bit. Anyway, I'll see you guys very, very soon. I love you so very much. God loves you always and forever. And you are more than enough. Just because you're imperfect doesn't mean that you're not. That doesn't mean you're not here to grow. Like I said, you're here to grow. Your imperfections are there to make you grow and evolve. So learn from them. Learn from your mistakes. Evolve from your imperfections. By also fully embracing all of your imperfections and seeing them for what they are at the same time, right? You want to find that holistic, wholesome goodness where you're not beating yourself up for whatever you want to change and fix and what you need to evolve from, but you're loving yourself through it all and um, finding that beautiful healing, truly healing, good balance um, that is wholesome within yourself and in your life that allows you to just live as a human being without so much stress and strife while also evolving and being becoming the best you that you could ever be. Okay.
333, the best you you could ever be. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go be the best best selves we can be in a way that doesn't make us crazy, right? Wholesomeness. Anyway, I'll see you soon. I love you.